how accurate is Talladega Nights to what you do? And I say every bit, 100%. <laughs> Always. Sitting there watching an NBA playoff game with Michael. You could tell who he didn't like because someone would shoot. He'd be like, that's a trash motherfucker right there. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, damn, he doesn't like him. There's families who'd been like, well, I guess that's it for racing. Yeah. And your family is like, fuck school. Yeah, <laughs> 100%. <laughs> Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. We're lucky to have somebody that drives as fast as Bert talks. It's Ryan Blaney, everybody. Um, hey. oh, you got an audience and everything. You got a whole crowd, nice. man. You got fans. <laughs> yeah, we met um, at Daytona. I First of all, I can't believe so much about Daytona. Number one, I'd never been to a NASCAR event, race, yeah. anything. So we, had the, we did the pre-show. I think we were going to get you on that stage, but it was just so crazy. Busy day. Yeah. That's an understatement. Um, and then... When you see like the, the I, I don't know, I was actually impressed with just like the logistics of how that thing operates. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just like coordinating, just coordinating us to do our pre-show thing with, with all the people everywhere. And then they get us back into where you guys have your, not your buses, but like your, you know, like your, it seems like there's tra like trailers. Yeah, all, you the, guys, all the race trailers and everything. Yeah, that you yeah. guys are like in with your teams and yeah. we walk out with somebody and then we go into another press briefing room where all the drivers are going to be. And then yeah. like there's VIPs in there and there's a quick interview. And then we go back out onto the, like basically on the track and you guys are still doing the pre-race stuff. And then they're like, Oh, you can meet him right now. I'm like, right before he races. I'm like, yeah. I, I, my thing was like, I can't believe these guys want to, would talk to anybody yeah. before a race. That's the, that's the crazy thing about, you know, our sport, I think, that makes it a little bit different than everyone else or every other sport is, you know, the access uh, to people and fans and, and stuff like that. Um, it's second to none, I feel like, you know. Yeah, and Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I talked to you guys 10 minutes before I got in the race car. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And I was like, is this okay? And you're like, yeah, man, hope, hope it's a good day out there. It's all the like, time. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, that's just normal for us. And uh, you get really good at, like, changing your mind up real yeah. quick, like getting getting ready to go race or, you know, going from kind of meet and greet people, stuff like that to like, all right, let's lock in really fast. That's, so. I mean, that's a skill you have to develop that I'm guessing, right? Yeah. It's just something to get used to, you know, with time. Are know? there a few, are there, there, are there some known guys who are just like not talkers? This has to be. Yeah. Yeah. There are some guys. Cause um, I always feel like it's actually, this is my first time experiencing it with NASCAR. I always feel like it's so unjust that it's, it's happened in the last probably the last 15 plus years where in football and basketball halftime, like a team is down and they go, coach, yeah. what's going on? Like yeah, uh, yeah, and the yeah. coach has to be like, you know, he wants to, he's just wants to lose his mind and yeah, he has yeah. to be like, yeah, we're just, uh, we're just, no, we're not playing good defense. Like and Greg then, Popovich was the best. Uh, yeah. I yeah. loved watching his. Cause he was straightforward yeah. and, and didn't dress it up at all. He was like, we got to play better. Yeah. And he like walked away. Yeah. But you, you get the sense that like, all right, this dude doesn't want to do this. Why are you making him do this? I will say there are some times I don't want to. You <laughs> I know, can I imagine. Mean, you know, hey, I just Like when to... you met us. No, <laughs> no, I, I enjoyed meeting you guys for sure, obviously. And, uh, you know, there's sometimes though it's like, man, I just want to do my job. Of course. You know? And uh, that stuff, you know, you know, meeting people like y'all, you know, that's that stuff's really fun because, you know, if you're fans of each other, you know, I'm big fans of you guys. So that was really cool to, you know, get to shake hands for a little bit beforehand. But, you know, sometimes I think the worst sometimes is like if we're practicing or something, like mm -hmm. just walking to your trailer, like where we all meet and their cars are to the garage area to get in our car, like yeah. just tons and tons of autographs and like just can't see if people you can't like get to what you're wanting to do yeah uh, which it's like you know you're really fortunate to be there so yeah. you can't really bitch about it too much but sure. at the same time like i just want to go do my job sure. you know yeah <laughs> so, yeah i can imagine yeah now you come from like a line uh like your lineage is is racers yeah my, my dad raced nascar uh from like the late 90s to like 2013 it's pretty um, recent 
Yeah, yeah. He just got out of it, you know, 10 years ago. And uh, my grandpa raced too. That's that's uh, crazy. So yeah. I guess the thing is most families that aren't like yours, they, uh, the big thing is there's always usually a mom who's like, this is way too dangerous for you to do. Uh, yeah, fortunately, my mother, you know, she just was around it the whole time. Yeah, so she had to be you game. Know. Yeah, I mean, when her and she was actually working at a racetrack when her and my dad met back in she was you know, the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> you know, so that's so they were already, you know, she knew everything. But obviously, I think when you have kids, though, you know, it's different, right? For a parent. Right. Yeah. But it did help that she was around it so much with my dad. And you were kind of like, I'm imagining like there's a period where every kid, at least every boy, I think kind of wants to do what their dad does, no yeah. matter what it is. Yeah. Um, but did you, I mean, you, you probably felt that, right? And then... It's funny you say that. I, I always tell that to people. You know, I, I always just wanted to do what my dad did. Yeah. You know, watching him. Because that's what we did every weekend. You know, we would go. I have two sisters. So the five of us would load up and go to the racetrack. And that's what we did every weekend. When watch I was him younger. race? Yeah, just watch dad race. And then I started when I was nine. When you were nine, were you doing carts? Like, yeah. Is, uh, yeah. Like, so every, so I've been meeting more and more pro drivers and like it that's the origin for everyone is cart driving right yeah. like everyone starts like that yeah that's the easiest access for a young kid right but here's the thing that i'm trying to figure out because i have not gotten a great answer on this yet and that is that so in other sports like if you go let's say you go watch kids play soccer yeah or kids play basketball sometimes you see an outlier where you're like holy shit like this kid is not like the other kid, like they, there's a separation in yeah. their skill set. Does that exist also in cart driving where you're like, okay, man, like you're just standing out from the pack? Yeah. Like, yeah, you see that. I've seen, you know, kids, you know, that are super young and they're just head and shoulders above everybody else. And you're like, that kid's going to be really good. Was that you then? I mean, you, you know, you could be uh, honest about it. You must have. I don't know. I, uh, my dad would probably tell you yes. He but, probably would. But, you know, um, I think it's certain things that the outside person sees that you're like, okay, that's, that's pretty good. I mean, obviously I thought I was okay. I didn't, I'm not the most confident person in the world, especially as a kid I wasn't. Uh -huh. So I was like, oh, I'm not hot shit or nothing like that. Yeah. But, um, obviously my dad thought I was and was able to let me kind of go through the next steps. But yeah, it's, it's funny now I, you know, grown up and almost 30 and I, you know, go to the cart track and watch kids and you're like, I'm like, that kid's going to be really fucking good. You can just tell. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he already is good, but he's way ahead of everybody else. Just, just the way that he's seeing the track, taking taking corners. Yeah, like, it's not only like, okay, can they drive fast and they got yeah. speed? Like, how do they race around other people? Do they actually the race awareness really yeah. good? And uh -huh. as a kid, that's hard to find. And uh, speed is one thing to get out of him by by his or herself, but then like raceability, yeah, that's another step. And if a kid has that at a young age, you're like that guy's good. He's got to figure it out. I've been fascinated by my for myself by doing track days because I I love cars. I've always been a you know like from a kid like I was a little kid that liked. First it was you know toy cars, and then it was like we always had car magazines. Yeah, and then as I was able to get into cars and try driving cars, I was like, man, I want to like you know, try to improve the skill set. And it's the most fascinating thing because I think it's something that every dude thinks that they're good at, right? Like, right. like most guys, you're, if you're like, they're like, yeah, I can fucking drive. Yeah. They're like, I'm a, <laughs> right? yeah. I'm a badass. Yeah. You should see me drive. Yeah. And then they're just like on a highway and you're like, well, yeah, you're driving, but like, yeah. And then you <laughs> it's get, a different form it's of a little, yeah. And then you get on a track and the, the fascinating thing is how humbling it is when like the very first time I did it, you know, I had a, a pro, a guy who had competed quite a bit yep. in the passenger seat, and he's telling you what you're doing wrong, which is almost everything. Right. And then when you're done with your lap, he's like, yeah, you suck. And you're like, what? <laughs> like, it's so, like, it brings you so, like, down. Yeah. But then you start, like, you know, going over it and over it and trying to improve. And, like, everything from, like, I didn't realize that, I guess, most amateurs, what they do is... They break early. Everyone breaks early yeah. when you're not used to it. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you figure out where to break, you're like here, and they're like, "You're gonna be all right yeah. if you do it." And the the way that you break the 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 apex where it actually takes place is usually not where your mind thinks. So when you haven't done it many times, yeah. Right. And doing that over and over, I don't know. I find it to be like such an exciting, fun yeah. thing to improve as a skill set. Yeah, something you're always getting better at, right? Like yeah. every lap, you're like, oh, I. I made this corner better, you know, yeah, doing then we start this. timing these laps and you realize because at your level, 
you know, an improvement would be shaving like 0. 0.02 seconds off a yeah. of time. Yeah, getting like a tenth. Yeah, yeah. That's a big improvement. Yeah. That's a big improvement. But when you're really starting, they're like, yo, you dropped 20 seconds off your time. And you're like, oh, wow, that is a big improvement. Yeah. Where did you do it at? Where did you do your track? Well, at? I've done, I've done a few out in California. Yep. Um, you know, I've been out to Willow Springs and I started, I, I did M school one time out there. I got to drive at Willow Springs. Then I did Coda a few times. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I could. I could drive Sunday if you. Yeah. If you want to. Yeah. If you want to, I might need a reliever. Oh yeah, yeah, know? dude, dude, you have my number. Okay. So, uh, I've done that. Then there's uh, Harris Hill out here, which is a small track, but like, yeah, and I've, and I've done a couple of the other schools. Um, yeah. It's just like it's it's for me. It's just like the biggest thrill, is that at first you know. You get behind these crazy performance cars, and they are a thrill to drive down the street. They honestly are. Yeah. But when you get them on a track, and you realize, oh, that's what these were well, they designed can actually for. Do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Then it, it blows your mind. Yeah, it's uh, that's just really cool. You're getting into it, and you described it really well. You know, getting better and, and having yeah. the instructor with you and kind of pointing out. It's the a things. game changer. Yeah, it's it's nuts, and because you don't know what you don't know, right? You it's, don't. It's good to have that person yes. there to kind of help you along. But uh, yeah, it's it's something that's hard to explain to people. Who just have never done it before, right? Like, it, it, and uh, I, you know, I took um, Bert actually got me a race car for a birthday present. <laughs> I got him something really? else, but he got um, he got me a spec E forty six BMW, right? Which is like just all stripped down, yeah. three series, yeah. Um, that had been in some, yeah. That's it right there, actually. Um, oh, nice. And so I took it out to Harris Hill, and um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome, dude. Yeah. And, um, dude, I spun out so crazy in this thing. Yeah. But the, the, that, the enjoyment, the thrill that I'm talking about was that on, you know, I don't know, lap five, six, seven, when my back end started to go, I was able to recover yeah. and I fought the instinct of, um, your instinct, I think as when you're learning is to take your foot off the throttle. And he's like, no, give it throttle so that you, you yeah. keep the, 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 the tires going. Mm -hmm. and, and I was able to recover. And he was like, that's what I'm fucking talking yeah. So that thrill is, uh, it's, it's just like, I think any other skill set. It's like if you're learning to box and, yeah. you, and you figure out when to slip a punch and throw across, yeah. like those things are, I don't know. You learn those things, I guess, probably in karting is probably when you start figuring that out. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And every and then every car is different, right? Like as you get older, I did That's something that cars. I want to ask you about. Yeah. Because I've heard so many people like change, you know, you change teams, yeah. right? And then you get into a new car. I think to like most spectators you go, it's just just it's the same fucking car, man. It looks like the it's yeah. just there's different paint on it. But yeah. do they they really do perform differently? I like that like the cup level, you know, if like someone changes teams at the NASCAR level, you know, there are little things that are different, but at the end of the day, the cars have to follow the same rules. But yeah. like, there might be a different manufacturer, right? It might be a Chevy instead of a Ford or Toyota. Um, so they're not entirely different, but they are different. Every team is. But you might you might you know, miss something from a from like yeah. a Ford to a like you might be yeah. like ah, oh, this suspension is different. Like, yeah, I mean, every team sets their car up different, right? So yeah. each team kind of has a certain way they like to approach the weekends. Yeah, um, and you know, mindsets are different with different people, right? Engineers and stuff like that, but. Yeah, the biggest, you know, starting at nine when I did and going from carts to like just a bigger car and then another bigger car, that was a big change, you know, because you're a kid, you're still learning, and now you're getting thrown in these bigger cars. Um, you know, I was in a full-size car when I was like 12. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that was a big learning curve. I was racing against guys like who were 40. Full-size uh, car at 12? Yeah, they were called late models. And, uh, dude, it was Wait, pull it, it up. Awesome. What's it called? They're called a super late model. Super late model. Okay. And you're driving this at 12 uh, years old. Yeah, that, what? that middle one, that seven right there. Yeah, that's not me, but that's, that's a super late model. Yeah. And is that... At 12. Is that legal or did you, or were you like a Dominican baseball player? No. You're like, <laughs> I am I'm 17 years old. Yeah. Uh, no, I was, you could drive those. I think that was the minimum age limit back then. Seriously? Yeah. And there's guys seriously 40 years old racing oh, against yeah. you? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I grew up with a lot of... Great guys who, you know, where are you like, from? from? Like, where, where's where's um, like born in Ohio, but I grew up in North Carolina. Where in Carolina? Uh, High Point, North Carolina, a little Bro. bit north of Charlotte. We're like neighbors. Really? Where are you at? Well, I went to college in Hickory. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I went to the most prestigious university in the country. I went to Lenora, <laughs> Lenora, Lenora Ryan? College. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> they got a great program over there. Yeah. Look where you are now. It's I know, man. It's crazy. Know. It's crazy. By the way, Lenore, you should just be sending me shit. I'm definitely your most successful alum. Now, 
<laughs> and they got free advertisement on this show. Yeah, man. Come How on. How about that? You went, so did you go to like High Point High? Or? Uh, I actually went to high school in Kernersville, okay. uh, Bishop McGinnis, this little private school. And uh, uh, I was actually homeschooled my senior year because okay. it got to be like, you know, hey, we got to, I guess senior year, you can't miss yeah. certain days. We're like, well, we're going to miss these days because we're racing. Yeah. And uh, they wouldn't work with us. So we're like, okay. They wouldn't work with you. Yeah, I'm like, I'm gonna, we're gonna do online school then. I love so that, that you great. actually have a family. Like, see, there's families who've been like, well, I guess that's it for racing, yeah. and your family is like, fuck school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know the, the online stuff was okay. You know, yeah. you could literally look up every answer. And my my roommate was from uh, Randleman. Yeah, I and, know uh, and that's where Petty's from. Yeah. So he's like, you know, it's so funny because like, I think if you when you go, Casey, shout out to Casey, you go to Randleman. There's like a statue of just Petty somewhere in town. And oh, yeah. That's like a Richard Petty shrine. Up yeah, there. yeah, yeah. And then like at the Daytona, we're like, hey, that's Richard Petty right there. Yeah. All 78 pounds of them just walking around. It's it crazy. Look, it looks great, though. I mean, he looks fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah there he is. Yeah. Well, that's not it. But there you are. Yeah. Yeah. He's just sitting there. Heck yeah. He actually looks exactly what I remember seeing him on TV looking like 30 years ago. He looks the same. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. I mean, yeah. he's still still out there every single weekend too, which is every weekend which is nuts. Pretty much. I mean, he'll probably come to eighty five percent of the races. Seriously? Yeah. Just like yeah. as an ambassador of the sport, like well, just, he still owns race team. Oh, he still owns. Um, that's right. He owns two cars. He's got a two car team. Yeah. Also, at the air, we drove by the airport and we saw MJ's plane, and we all got oh yeah super excited. We we're oh, like, nice. oh man, I wanted to spot him. He had to have been at the race, right? In Daytona. In Daytona. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was there. God yeah. Damn it. He, uh, he'll come, I've met him a couple of times, super nice guy. Yeah. And, uh, he's an awesome guy. And, um, it was funny the first time I met him, yeah, we were watching a playoff like? game tonight together. Uh -huh. So they have a bubble Wallace, really good friend of mine. He and I grew up together. You know, he drives for Jordan. Yeah. And he was like, come over to the bus this a couple years ago. And they're watching an NBA playoff game. I forget which one it was. And sitting there watching an NBA playoff game with Michael is the coolest thing. Cause I would imagine like, that's like watching a race with Richard Petty. Yeah, right? sure, sure. Like the most insight, like what, what's, what does Michael think about this guy or this guy? And I, it was the coolest thing. Like you could tell who he didn't like cause someone would shoot. And he'd be like, that's a trash motherfucker right there. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, damn, he doesn't like him. Okay. <laughs> right. Oh my God. That was dude. awesome. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are just $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Just ask Niana that works here. I mean, she's thrilled with her Mint Mobile savings. Mint Mobile is here to rescue you with premium wireless plans for just 15 bucks a month. Say bye-bye to your overpriced wireless plans, jaw-dropping monthly bills and unexpected overages. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, Go to mintmobile.com slash bears. That's mintmobile.com slash B-E-A-R-S. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bears. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Whether you hydrate to live or live to hydrate, Liquid IV quenches your thirst faster than water alone. With three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness, all in a single sugar-free stick. I got into the sugar-free sticks, and I was one of those people who was like, oh, is this going to taste horrible now? I actually think it tastes better than any uh, a sports drink that has sugar. It's incredible, and you get hydrated in such an amazing way. I take them with me everywhere. One stick of liquid IV and 16 ounces of water hydrates better than water alone. It has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink. Liquid IV contains no artificial sweeteners plus zero sugar in the sugar-free version. It has eight vitamins and nutrients and is non-GMO and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. However you hydrate, grab your liquid IV hydration multiplier, sugar-free in bulk, nationwide at Costco or get 20% off when you first order. When you go to liquidiv.com and use the code CAVE at checkout, that's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code CAVE. 
at liquidiv.com. It was so cool. And I'm sitting there like a little kid, like Michael Jordan. Right He's here. saying yeah. that shit during the game? Oh, yeah, during the game. God, it was man. hilarious. It was, it was awesome. Best night of my life. If there's an auction and that was the prize, I would bid serious yeah. money <laughs> to sit there cool. and let, like, just to hear him go, look at this trash ass motherfucking <laughs> shit. <laughs> trash. <laughs> trash. Motherfucker. It was the coolest trash. thing. It was the coolest thing. That's man. the all time. And he's also the all time best trash talkers. I know. Everybody says. I know. He's still not done talking trash, I guess. That's amazing. I haven't played golf with him yet, and I don't know if I want to. Because I'm do. scared. You do. I'd be, there'd be so much trash. Are you talking. a pretty good golfer? I'm okay. I'm like an 11 handicap. Oh, you got to do it. Yeah. You got to do it. Do you it. play golf? No, I, I did. It's one of those things where I got into it right out of, like when I was in college. Yeah. I was playing pretty, pretty often. But I also feel like for me, it's one of those things where I got to the point where I was playing to the, like I could go, if you were like, you want to go play golf? Where I wouldn't humiliate myself. Yeah. And I was like, okay with that. And then once like a few years went by, I didn't play golf. I tried to pick up a club again, and it was a disaster. Yeah. Slicing and everything. Right. But man, you got you to gotta play with him just for the story. I like to. Just to hear him tell you what a piece of shit you are. I know. I and know. at the end, be like, you owe me $140,000. <laughs> and you're like, oh my God. <laughs> He'd just break me down and then take all my money, which oh would be fantastic. Oh my God, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard, st I've heard some good... I know a couple of people who have played with him, and yeah. all I'll say is that um, it is, it's worth playing. You should play. I know. You should play, dude. Oof. I'm gonna have to win a couple races, I guess, if I want. Oh man, to yeah, we play. saw the, we saw the. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, I'll try. I'll, I'll come and talk trash for you. That's a good idea. Oh, there, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yes, you'll yeah. be my ace in the hole. So yeah. you're, you're a, you know, you guys, you know, being comedians, you're really quick witted. We're, we're quick with yeah. it, but I also feel like here's the thing: you have a certain confidence for, for talking trash, and I think the moment I were in the presence of Michael Jordan, I'd be like, just. Try better for the next. You'll do better. <laughs> <laughs> I would completely melt. Just lock out. up. Yeah, I would lock up. Oh like, no, you're the best. And you'd be like, well, "You're supposed to trash talk, talk trash for me, man." Like, he would. You'd turn around and just start trash talking me. Yeah, I'd be That's like, what? "Fuck Ryan, Mike. <laughs> Mike, I love you, Mike. Like, Mike, <laughs> you signed my jersey. Ryan's a piece of shit." <laughs> oh my god. Um, okay, when you graduate, let's say from kart racing. Yeah, and you go up in in a level. Is each level of racing like? Do you have doubt at least that when you enter it, like, am I going to be good enough for this? Yeah, I, I think there always is. Like, you know, I hope I can compete at the next level. Is it like a a, a notable fear, or you're pretty confident going into it? I wouldn't say it was a fear, and you were. It was kind of both, right? You're confident going in because you had success at what you were doing. Yeah. But then also, you don't know what the next you step's going to be like. Right? Yeah. Like, you, you have no idea the jump uh, in skill level and difficulty of driving this car, especially when you're younger. But sometimes I feel like it was easier when you were younger because you just didn't know anything, yeah. right? You were just having fun and, yeah. and stuff like that. Like your but, ignorance is actually a, a yeah. blessing for that. Yeah. But I, I think as you get older and, like, get, as I got into the NASCAR scene when I was, you know, 18 – um, and started driving trucks, you know, like yeah. lower series. You know, every jump, it's like, I really hope I can compete at this level. That's what I'm saying. So is that, how notable is this? Like, so to to make it like relative to another sport, right? It's like everybody who was like a, a great college basketball player mm -hmm. or a football player, they all go, man, when you get to the NFL or the NBA, they're yeah. like, this the speed they always talk about how yeah. the speed of the game and they're like this they're like there's no comparison yeah like is that like when you get to cup series are you like oh this yeah. is huge jump huge like from jump. xfinity which is level down uh -huh. to the cup series that jump in between is just like college to, to a professional sport that much yeah i mean the competitive level of it you know the amount of you know good athletes that are in it drivers yeah. And yeah, the cars are way different and you know, they've changed a little bit. I'd say like five or six years ago, the speed difference was so big going from an Xfinity car to a cup car. Like you were fucking terrified. Seriously? Oh, they were so fast. I mean, they were 30 miles an hour faster. The cup cars. At the end of the street. Yeah. Like we'd go to Michigan, a big two mile racetrack and you'd be running 215 getting in the corner in a cup car. God. Hauling damn. ass. And uh, you know, the Xfinity cars will go 185, something like that. And that's so it was a yeah. big difference. Like, yeah. and sometimes you'd run both on the same weekend. Yeah. And so, like jumping from car to car, it was just a huge difference. But the level, I think, the biggest 
difference now is just the the difficulty in there's so many good race car drivers at the cup level. Yeah. Like I'd say Xfinity, there's like seven or eight guys that can win every week. Mm-hmm. And the cup level, there's 25. They can win every at week. At least, yeah. yeah. So that that's the toughest part about it's it. It's the skill level is just so high. And the mistakes are low. Like not many yeah. people make mistakes on the cup level. So it's, it's harder to kind of go from the back to the front or something. Who just, so. by the way, didn't somebody just walk across the track yeah. yeah, I just yeah. saw that. It was on Sports Center. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I, I think I was scrolling on my phone and I was like, the hell is this? Yeah. So the guy's name's Josh Williams. He was yeah. in the Xfinity car at Atlanta. Yeah. And uh, he, um, they got in a wreck and they tried to repair the car and they didn't repair it enough for the time they had. And so it kind of threw some body panels on the racetrack and they had to throw a caution for it. And I guess NASCAR told him to park it, like, you know. You're done. You're done. Like, yeah. take this into the pit. Yeah. And he's like, I'll leave it at the fucking... He's like, I'll leave it on the racetrack on the, at the start finish line. He just <laughs> walked back to the pits. This is so wild. And, uh, it, was a, it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. And it's like... Um, it was like... It, was, it felt like a movie moment in a way, you know? Like It, it, was, it kinda, was. It was kind of a moment where you're like, oh, this feels like this is almost scripted, you know? Like, yeah. He, he just like... And I think he waved. Uh, like a people, peace oh, sign people wave. were saying like this is his A B his Antonio Brown moment, you know, when A B took all his oh, shit yeah. off and was like, bye everybody. I think Antonio Brown like actually tweeted something about this. Did he really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's my dog. I did, <laughs> I did see that you famous the picture of Antonio Brown, you know, going off the field. And yeah. someone put like Josh Williams as Antonio Brown. That's like hilarious. his head on Antonio Brown's yeah. body. So this dude just That's got real in his feelings that Josh did uh, about what was happening. I guess he didn't think that, uh, I guess he was pissed that NASCAR was parking him. Was parking him. They didn't yeah. think it was justified that they were parking him. And is his punishment just... They suspended him for one race. For one race. Yeah. I mean, that's bad, but at least it's, they're not like just like ruining his career. No, no, yeah. he'll be he'll be fine. Yeah. But yeah, they, they just uh, suspended him for one race. But it was I've never seen anything like that. No, it's pretty was, cool. I was sitting in my bus at the racetrack watching it. I just couldn't stop laughing. And uh, I knew it was going to be on every little news outlet thing. The thing about um, that is, like, it's, that's funny. Like, when AB did it, you were like, oh, it's funny. And then you go, oh, something is yeah, not right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, his his got way worse, I think. I think Josh's was, uh, yeah. He was just making a little statement. Yeah, he, he was, was fine. He, like, he wasn't injured or anything. Yeah. But, yeah, it was pretty, uh, it was pretty hilarious. And... <laughs> He looks like Kenny Powers. Yeah, yeah. Which is that's like what, even better. That's what makes it way better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a, like one of the nicest guys you ever meet, too. That he was just over it, I guess. Yes. But look at that. There he is. <laughs> Peace sign right at start finish line. Amazing. That's pretty great. Amazing. So um, when uh, when are you on the road again? When me? You, yeah. You so I did all of North America, like all the states, Canada. Yeah. I did um, South America. It's been a long tour, man. And it's this, and it was all. It was the same tour. It's all the same tour. Yeah, I mean the the show. Like when you do when you tour for that long, what happens is your show takes like twists and turns as as it progresses because you're doing it for so long. Yeah, it's like you'll you you get to a point where you're kind of tired of doing like let's say a chunk of material. Right. So you naturally drop it, and then you naturally replace it. So like if you were looking at the show at the you know in August September 21 to now you would see like a probably a half an hour of different yeah. material cuz it so like the big hits kind of stay in there but yeah. the other stuff just kind of moves. So I was I was actually um editing the special uh like sitting at looking at the cuts and I was like oh yeah cuz I I already forgot some I was like I forgot I used to do this bit. It was only a few months yeah. ago that I filmed it. But you naturally let things go. Right. Yeah. I can fit yeah, especially torn that long, right? You want to so switch long. it up. Yeah, you get bored of it. You yeah. get bored of it. And the and it's the truth is like the only way cuz the the thrill of being of doing stand up is always new stuff. Like new is the is like the 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 dope. Yeah. You know, so but the only way you get new stuff is to let go of stuff. You know right, what I mean? You can't like, just add it because then your your time yeah, is. You just long yeah. Right? You end up. I mean, I mean, you, yeah. there are, you can do that, and then sometimes you're up there like eighty minutes, ninety minutes, and you're like, you can just sense that it's too long. Yeah. So you reduce it. Like you go, I'm just going to stop doing this bit, and then you fill something else in, and, and it just kind of goes like that. And that's that's the exciting part is just doing new shit. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, that's awesome. News yeah, I've always been curious about you know the comedian kind of grind because I, from what I know, it it is a fucking grind. It's Especially grind. Yeah, obviously getting going. I mean, everything's tough getting going, right? But like totally, yeah. You yeah. guys travel a bunch. That I know? think the that's the one thing that like athletes and and entertainers have in common is we all know the grind of travel yeah that like you know you got to go to the next city it's like for us like if you don't get on that that plane and go to the next city there's no show right and like if you don't go to that next race like you just well then you're not part of the race man so like there is no you just have to like accept it that's the thing is you yeah you embrace it and you go yeah i travel for a living yeah yeah get to go to a lot of places and yeah, you get to a lot of places, but I don't know if this is the same thing for you. Like every time I go somewhere, they're like, "Oh, you're going to uh, Chicago? You got to go see that, you know, museum exhibit." And you're like, "Yeah, I don't fucking think so." Um, <laughs> I, I get the same. Yeah, and like, they're like, why not? I'm like, because I'll be tired. Yeah, because I just got in. Yeah, so I just did 15 other cities. Right. And like, and it's not that I mean, look, I like museums, and it's just that I'm like, I don't think you understand sometimes that all we're trying to do is have the energy to do the thing we were going to that city for. Yeah. Like, you're just trying to, like, I, like, I just got to be ready to race. Yeah. And, like, we're just trying to conserve enough energy to get on stage and do those shows. Getting engaged is special for so many reasons. You get to plan the perfect proposal, celebrate the love you've built so far, and look forward to the love you'll build for the rest of your lives. The only part that is not so special, shopping for an engagement ring. If you don't know what you're doing, it can be a nightmare. That's where BlueNile.com comes in. Blue Nile is the original online jeweler since 1999. They've helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring. With Blue Nile, you can create a bigger, more brilliant piece than you can imagine at a price you won't find at a traditional jeweler. They are committed to ensuring that the highest ethical standards are observed when sourcing diamonds and jewelry. Blue Nile offers 100% satisfaction guaranteed with guaranteed free shipping and returns. Right now, you can get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more with code BEARS at BlueNile.com. That's $50 off with code BEARS at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, it's funny as a when I was younger, you know, kind of just started out on the on the cup side in like 2016, I think was my first full year and uh I was 23, 22, 23 and uh I used to love going like we go to wherever, whatever race, whatever, you know, town, Kansas City. I'd like to go out and kind of see stuff, yeah. right? Have you had all the energy to stuff and then you were good to go the next morning, right? To yeah. go practice or race or something like that. I would never go out before the night of a race, but as I've gotten older, I just really love sitting in my motorhome and it's, like, yeah. like me and my girlfriend to go eat, but like, it's not very often we'll like go out to eat yeah. at the racetrack just cause I just want to be in my little cocoon and don't want to do anything. And that's a really good sign. Yeah. That's a, that's a healthy disposition. Yeah. And I think it'll only increase as you get older. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As you get older, I'm you're just it. like, let's just stay in this room. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like going anywhere. Yeah, it's perfect. It's, it's, it's the best. Yeah, yeah. And then like, and then you're gonna get more known, and you'll retreat into a smaller. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. You'll build a bigger wall around your compound. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's it's just the it's just the nature of how things go. I yeah. mean, also it's like, look, either you want peace and some type of like tranquility in your life, or you don't. For people that don't, then they go they go out and they pursue that. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're just like my enjoyment is in being in all of that excitement and then mm-hmm. some people go like i'm fine without it you yeah know? like my co-host pursues those moments yeah you know yeah of course dude you know what bert fucking does this is how so i'm the guy that goes good night thank you for coming out and then i go to my room yeah and he's like what do you do you just like shut your eyes i'm like yeah <laughs> yeah you just like, shut your yeah eyes. he's like you just like order something to eat and like watch tv and like yeah. 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 He from the stage is like, we're going to be at Mickey's bar over on the corner of fourth and main, like tells 
an audience where he's going oh, whoa. and then goes to party with them. Yeah, some real Ricky Bobby shit. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Wow. By the way, are you, all you guys fans of Talladega Nights? Is that like... I personally like that movie. It's fun, right? Uh, it is a very funny movie. I love it. Some guys get offended by it. I'm I was like, going to ask that. Do I they really? I don't give a shit. They're like they're, they're mocking us? Yeah, they're like, they're mocking I'm like, it's supposed to do that. <laughs> it's a movie. It's, it's, it's a funny Farrell movie. And, yeah. yeah. I don't get it, but I love that movie. I mean, and they had to have done Fantastic. it in, because it's all this licensing. They, they must have partnered with NASCAR to do it. Yeah, right? so they did, uh, that was kind of a little bit before my, I was kind of in it when they were filming that. That was in 06. Uh -huh. Yeah, so that was before me. But um, yeah, I do know, like, yeah, they were at the racetracks and filming yeah. stuff and, and yeah, doing all that stuff. But uh, yeah, it's, I love that movie. There it's are some people that, oh, wow, that are offended by that. Yeah, some guys are like, oh, it's a stupid movie. Making oh. fun of us. I'm like, yeah, yeah. it's funny. It's funny, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. They're not trying to hurt us. I don't think that's what people, you know, <laughs> some people don't get that about like comedy and stuff. Like, yeah, I mean. You're just trying to have fun. Like, I also you know. feel like there is something about somebody doing an impression of you is actually, um, it is an honor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like that, they have to like you to do it well. That's yeah. the truth. So I know. They have to respect you to do it well. If it's, um, if it's done poorly, then it usually doesn't work. And that yeah. means that, you know, that, that, that you can sense when it's done um, maliciously. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, you know? of course. Yeah. And I people ask me all the time, like, you know, fans who've never been to a race or something like that, they're like, how accurate is Talladega Nights to, to what you do? And I say, every bit, 100%. <laughs> Always. I'm like, Talladega Nights, just like what we do. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, really? I'm like, yeah, dude. totally. By the way, speaking of um, Bert, when we were at the Daytona 500, Dude, he was as popular as you guys. Yeah? Fuck yes. Like, I felt like I was his handler. <laughs> and like, we, well, first of all, he was shirtless. So everyone was like, who's the fuck? Oh, did he take a shirt off? Oh, yeah. Was he shirtless when I met y'all? No, I told him. Like, okay. Have some I respect like, for I the drivers. Um, but the race started, he took a shirt off. Oh, yeah. 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 And, and yeah, he was, he was, he was, he was in full Burt mode. <laughs> but like, they're driving us around on a cart. His shirt's like tucked into his pants. Yeah. And he's got his beer and people were just like, what? Like just fucking going crazy. Yeah. Do you think they would have had that reaction if his shirt was on? Do you uh, think well, they recognized him more with his shirt off? Definitely more with his shirt off. Yeah. And I told, I told it on a podcast that almost a thousand people, because once we were like down on the track walking around, he had his shirt on, almost a thousand people walked up to us and they all said the same thing. I don't recognize you with your shirt on, man. Like they, oh, oh really? Yeah. No oh, way. I don't recognize you with your shirt on, man. Everybody said he was like, okay. <laughs> and then you just like pull it up for them. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, like when I, when I walked up to y'all on the, on the grid, you were just standing in the grass, like by yourself. Like yeah. no one was around you. I was like, damn, they're, they kind of went unrecognized. No, we, wild. they planted us there for you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We were moving all around and we were checking out cars and talking to people. Yeah. And then they were like, Ryan's going to be back in a minute. Wait right here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So we, I didn't know that. It was all yeah. staged. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. We just waited. We just waited. <laughs> and, uh, but we met Jeff Gordon, which was yeah, crazy. Nice. That's also another crazy thing. It's like kind of like meeting Jordan. You're like, no shit. Yeah. We're going to meet Jeff Gordon right yeah. now? Yeah. And I had nice on, guy. somebody had, uh, before I went out to our event, like our, we had that live pre-show event. Mm -hmm. I got this bald ass head. I was like, can you give me a hat? Like, can somebody give me a hat? So somebody at NASCAR just gave me, um, I think it was a Bubba Wallace hat. There you go. And I, so I put it on. And Jeff was like, cool hat. <laughs> and I was like, like, how dare you, man? I was like, oh, sorry. He was like, no, it's good. He's like, he's, it's good. he's like, I can get you another hat if you want. And I was like, it's all good. I don't know. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Give me a hat, man. But I like that he was still talking shit, you know? No, he is that way. He's yeah. a good guy. And uh, he's been fun to get to know pretty good. He's still like, I mean, way in it. I mean, he's way in it. Oh, way into the. Yeah. I mean, obviously, he's a big part of Hendrick. Uh, but. Yeah, yeah, he was telling, he was like, you ever been to this before? And I was like, no. He was like, this, he goes, you, you might not want to go to another race. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, you, <laughs> you chose the most popular race to be your first one. That was pretty, it, I'm telling you, dude, that, that I had no idea the scale and scope. I, yeah. I think when you see these things on, everything's different on television than, yeah. than, you know, I've been to all types of sporting events. I just went to the Australian Open. You know, I saw the yeah. finals and you're like, holy, oh, like nice. you watch that in person. You're like, oh my God. Like, yeah. It's just, everything is different in person. But the thing about that you cannot 
duplicate on television is a looking up into those stands at Daytona. You're like, what the? Yeah, hell? it's like a city of people. Yeah, it's a bunch of people are there. Yeah, um, you definitely cannot mimic the sounds. Yeah, the sounds are just like sounds and smells are are crazy at yeah. the racetrack. Yeah, and then seeing how close you guys drive to each other at those rates of speed is like it's beyond. Dude, that yeah. pre-show, the the like the F. 16 fighter jets flying overhead that was crazy wasn't it yeah i almost ruptured my eardrum multiple yeah. times yeah they were low like they, they flew over i was like that was pretty low they've never pretty, been that low before that's pretty low yeah and also you're like oh they're gone now and then they're like, <laughs> they come like oh my god yeah like, it scared me all we just kept thinking about was just like you know poor afghani children just looking at like what is that in the distance <laughs> you're like oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> oh no this isn't a show is it <laughs> like no <laughs> oh my oh god my goodness those are something you have else. no idea what happened <laughs> just and then no idea like hi <laughs> so um this is what i was talking about <laughs> <laughs> anyways yeah. so back. uh all you guys are lean uh. You guys are all lean machines, man. Look how lean you are. Are you working out all the time? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, is being fit is super important? Uh, you know, I I think it's like, it's like a different kind of fit, right? Like we're yeah. up, like all of us or none of us are really like big, right? right. You know, we're all fairly short, uh, fairly yeah, skinny, lean. Um, like you don't see a bunch of us like buff, right? Yeah, because sure. you don't really need to be. And, you don't uh, need to be. It's a different, uh, you know, different kind of requirement for what we do like we do a lot of like when we're in the car it's a lot of like shoulders and core and like heart rate stuff and that's that's are you working on keeping your heart rate down is that something or just your cardio in general kind of the cardio in general and then like one thing that i do a lot is like you know your heart rate isn't up like the whole race right like there's moments you get excited and there's moments that are you know has a lot a lot on the line and it's like and the cars are hot too right They're they're like 130 degrees in there so they're, they get yeah, warm. Because you have those, like those, uh, those foot covers, right? Like yeah. They, those are Little crazy. booties, we call them. To uh, keep your feet from burning? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. That helps out a little bit. Yeah. Um, but we do a lot of training like, okay, heart rate's up. I'm really tired. I'm really hot. Like, can you focus on what you're doing? So uh-huh. like, I do a lot of training like that. Like, kick my ass on a workout. Get me really tired. And, and now it's like, all right, I have to, we're doing a drill to like focus on another task while you're like struggling and that's what you because how long yeah. is an average race race uh three to four hours that's a long yeah. time dude yeah that's a really long time yeah they're i mean they're they're pretty long we have one that we have one 600 mile race in charlotte that's the longest one um but then yes most of them are four or five hundred miles yeah because the whole the whole thing about that is not just your um your skill set and you know obviously having hoping the car is operating well but yeah. Like staying focused because minds can drift. I mean, that's what happens to. Yeah, that's the biggest. We not only do like physical training, like mental training too, right? Like, yeah. I think you get just as mentally tired as physically tired in those things. Oh my right? God. Just trying to concentrate, especially at like Daytona. Yeah. There's so much going on because you're, you know, so close to each other and you're like have a thousand thoughts a second, right? Like, yeah. You're always trying to make decisions. And a lot of times you can't think, you're just kind of acting. reacting because a lot of times if you like something's happening uh let me think about it uh i missed the move right like you missed your opportunity to do something and go forward so yeah it's mentally exhausting it it can be and some tracks are worse than others as far as like after daytona you're mentally exhausted just because there's so much shit going on um you know other racetracks aren't maybe as mentally exhausted exhausting but yeah they're all unique is that like is your typical post-race you know, time just chilling? Like, are you just like, I'm done? Um, yeah, I mean, we fly home right after the races. So, uh, like, like this weekend, we'll get done racing Coda Sunday, and we fly right back to North Carolina. You do. And uh, so, yeah, it's like that night is like a really good, like, decompress. And you sleep well after a, a race? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I sleep pretty good. I have no problem falling asleep. That's yeah. great. So that part's nice. And then what is, like, your, what's a general training, you know, like a, look like going up to a race like are you 
on a track every day. You know, I know that you go to the city of the race and you guys have your qualify and all that. Yeah. But I'm saying like when you, before you get to that city, are you on a track all the time? No, no. no. So we, um, not at all. Like during the whole week, we don't, we're not allowed to test anywhere. Uh, so we don't like practice in a car, mm-hmm. um, other than, you know, well, like today we have practice at Coda, uh, but I wasn't in a car all week. So, um, we used to do that stuff every now and then, uh, it's, it's tough to get, you know, if you're going to go practice, you want to go practice at the tracks you're racing at. Sure. And then I think a handful of years ago, NASCAR kind of canceled that, like trying to cut costs down for all the teams, not allowed to go test anywhere. So that kind of put a big, uh, that kind of really sucked on not being able to test. But now, gosh, technology is so good. We have like simulators. I was going to say, are you big on the simulators? Yeah, I do them before like road courses. So like before Coda this weekend, I did it yesterday. You did? Um are they pretty great? I mean, I've sat on them before, but for you guys, are they great? Yeah. So each manufacturer has their own like simulator facility and uh, Ford has like, hell, they have three now. And uh, it's a new one. It's just a big, like, just a big silo room with all these cameras that are like 360 degrees and you're in a full motion, like half race car. And uh, it, it's, they're actually really good. Um they're a good tool to use, I think. Yeah, I mean, especially I, now. I know that some, like a lot of the F one guys, are big yeah, on those. It's the same thing. Um, yeah. And I was thinking because when I was talking about like your your size and everything, I, I had uh, Daniel Ricardo on, and um, he was telling me for for them for F one, he said like any like for anything over like one hundred and sixty pounds, he's like they they consider that you're starting to give up time. Yeah. So almost all those guys are. Th- around that weight or less yeah i would say i'd say we're fairly similar we have some guys that are over that yeah um 160 yeah we have we have a good amount of guys over that i think yeah um like i walk around it like in the in the winter time i'll walk around at like 150 but then like during the season i'm sub one i'm like 142 143 but that's But your walk around, if you weren't trying, would be in like that 150 range anyway. Um, yeah, like when like I don't really train a lot in the off season. Yeah. Like the three months we get off, two and a half months yeah. we get off, I just like eat a lot and don't yeah. do a lot. Yeah. So uh, I gain a little bit, but I can I get it off really fast because like the way they weigh us, like the cars have to weigh a certain amount with the driver, like mm-hmm. 3350, and uh, and so when they go through like scales each week. The, car, uh, the drivers aren't sitting in the car. So they weigh the drivers every year, yeah. you know, to see like, uh, I'm 140. So yeah. the car has to weigh X without me without in it. Without you in it. Yeah. You know, so there used to be a lot of games going on. Like I weighed in a few years, like 175. You did? Because I, like you'd go weigh in, you'd have your suit on uh, and like you'd strap a bunch of weight to you. You would? Oh yeah. Oh wow. So your car would weigh less. Your car would weigh like 20 pounds less. But every, then they- Every little trick. Then they got, they- some people caught on to that and now we like weigh in in our underwear. So you can't, you can't cheat it. <laughs> so, yeah. So unless you like have anal beads or something, sure. you can't do that. You can do that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can put really I don't heavy. Wanna, I don't want to win that bad. I don't think really I can do that. Really heavy anal yeah. beads in there. Yeah. <laughs> so if I lose like another 50 pounds, I could yeah. race with you. I was, dude, I was about to say, we, I, I need to go out there when you're in your race car. Dude, you go out shit. there with you. I would love give that. you some point, give yes. you some pointers, and then we'll swap, and you can kind of see me do it. Yes, and would I you think do that'd that? be great. Oh yeah, of course, dude. I would love. That'd be a lot of fun. I would love to do yeah. that. I got some other cars that we could take out. I would love to see you rip yeah. up in some. That'd Let me great. ask you that. This is one thing I wanted to know. If we all got into, forget like a NASCAR shit, like cup cars, but if we got into the same, um. I don't know. Let's say it's like a general performance car, like a Corvette or something, right? And we all took laps in it. How much faster would a pro driver run a lap, let's say at Coda, than compared to like you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Like if you and I got in the same car, we got in the same car. It's the same. It's the same car. Yeah. Is it? I mean, I obviously know that you're professional and that you're better. Is that? Does that look like? 10 seconds does it look like 30 seconds does it look like i would say around coda it's pretty big uh so like there's a lot of time to be lost at bigger tracks right 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 i'd say out of the gate like first runs of the day i'd say you'd be 
20 seconds off. 20 seconds. Yeah. And I think you could, by the end of the day, I think you could probably get to maybe 10. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe even less than that. Okay. Yeah. But, but that's, that's a big, but that's, that's what it looks That's a, yeah, that's a huge, it's a big racetrack. Well, that's the thing, but it's also, it's a big racetrack, but it's also for like 10 seconds is a lot. It's a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah. But there's, I mean, that, that racetrack's like three and a half miles long. You yeah. Know, so at, at least somewhere around there. So there's a lot it's of time. A, it's 10 a, seconds isn't that much around there. Right. You know, that thing's 21 corners. That's, you know, a second, over, right. a half a second a corner, right? That adds up really, sure. really quick. But like if we went to Daytona, yeah, you could drive my cup car at Daytona. Really? By yourself. How? You're just, you just, you're wide open. You just oh. push it all the way to the floor. And the, the racetrack's so big. There's so much banking. You can go around there by yourself in, in one of our cars. And the, the, the big thing about that someone not used to doing that would do is that they go too slow, right? So like they would a, be nervous and they would lift. And then, yeah. Oh yeah. And when you lift, you go slower. Yeah. yeah. But not just that, but like the car, like you want speed to carry you through these. Yeah. It'll you know, like carry you through the banking and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. But wow. yeah, you could do Daytona. You just pulled it wide open. Just, and, but the, the hard part is when you got 40 other guys out there <laughs> running inches apart, that's the tough part. Yeah. That, that seems like that'd be the tough yeah. part. Yeah. 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 What would you be doing? If you weren't racing, you think? Do you ever think about that? I get that question a lot, and uh, I mean, I know you wouldn't have this girlfriend, but like, what would oh, you I be actually? Wouldn't. Like, yeah, yeah, I definitely Please. would not. You'd be at fucking Jiffy Lube with her kid. Out of here, <laughs> yeah, so. no. I I really don't know, man. Uh, I yeah, like I said, I got asked that question a lot, and uh, I like only raced. I did other sports. Yeah, that's the thing is that like, you don't. Your experience in life is so unique. Yeah, I just born into it. Yeah. I'm born up, grew up around it, and like that's all I knew. And you also don't have that thing like, you don't totally relate to people who are like, oh, you know how in high school uh, we all have our summer job at like, yeah. you know, the ice cream shop. You're like, no, I was racing. No, I, I had another right? job. Yeah. And then when they're like, oh, I had this one job, or like, it's like, it's just, it's just racing for you. Yeah, it was, it was so, it's just part of my life. Like, you know, when I started going to school and like making friends and like going over to friends' houses, like I didn't know that not being a race car driver was a profession. Like I'd go meet their parents. I'm like, and that, you know, I was young, right? Fucking you're like eight or nine years old, right? And like, like, oh, your dad's a banker. You race your, your mom's yeah. a lawyer. Like I did not know other jobs were out there. I that's had no hilarious. Clue. Just because that's well, all yeah, because I was even your mom in. met your dad yeah. on the track. Yeah. So that's. That's all I ever did. I played basketball and, and baseball and uh, stuff like that growing up. But Well, the truth is you'd probably be somewhere in the autumn. You'd be in cars somewhere. somewhere. Yeah. Like if you didn't somewhere. have what it took to compete, Yeah, you'd probably be. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I'd, I'd be doing something automotive wise, some kind of. I, I would have tried to go like if the NASCAR thing didn't work out, I would have tried to go another series of racing, you know, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go back to, you know, those super late model short tracks or yeah. like dirt racing or something like that. Well, a lot so. of the guys that I meet that, um, that, you know, coach amateur people on <clears throat> these racetracks, they mm -hmm. compete at yeah. lower level race stuff all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, your guy, your track day, yeah, yeah that, he's, like, he's probably a racer too, a road racer. No, he yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and everyone that I've met at those, mm -hmm. like they are obsessed, like they're in love with it the way you are. Mm -hmm. They don't compete at your level, but they still compete. Yeah, because they they their their whole thing is like I got to be racing. Yeah, that's the thing. I I feel like sometimes gets overlooked. Like there's so many forms of racing out there besides NASCAR, yeah. or even the big ones like NASCAR, F1, IndyCar. There's so many different forms out there. Short track, you know, stuff, road racing stuff. Like it's everywhere, and yeah. there's a lot of people that do it. A lot of a lot of you know men and women that compete every single weekend. That yeah, you know, just short track stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, so. No, I just met, I mean, I was talking to a producer who you, you know, Hollywood guy, you wouldn't make any assumption about how, what kind of car driving yeah. he's into. And then like through our conversation, he's like, oh yeah, I, I race in the, uh, in those GT3 cup races. And really? I was like, what? No way. Yeah. Oh, that's he, awesome. And he was like, yeah, you should get one. I was like, oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> so yeah. But I mean like, yeah, there's, it, it's, it's very kind of under the radar in a way where you, if you don't have that conversation with someone, you're not probably yeah. going to find out, but a lot of people are doing it. Oh yeah. What is, okay. How about off track, meaning off your professional track? What about private cars? Like what are you, what's fun for you to drive? That's yeah. Uh, so I, 
I don't really own many fast cars. No, I don't, I don't drive very fast on the road. Like I, everyone always thinks like, oh, you race car driver, you must be yeah. a speed demon on the roads. I'm like, no, like yeah. it's actually the opposite. I get, I get my thrills on the. Yeah, car. like I get paid. Yeah, you know, a lot of money to go really fast. Yeah, and it's encouraged. And yeah. like, if I do the same on a road, like I'm going to jail. Sure. So it's like the, the benefits you, are not. So you there. actually follow the. Yeah. Law. Oh yeah, I, I, I'm a very slow driver. My girlfriend gets so pissed because I'm so slow. That um, is hilarious. I just have really? never be. Yeah. She is the speed demon on the road. Seriously? Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, it's crazy. I Quick story about that. I was falling asleep somewhere. We were down in Florida. She's driving. And I'm kind of dozing off. And you know, you're in like that in-between stage of like awake where you're sleeping, but yeah. your eyes are closed. And I'm like, I get the sensation. I'm like, I feel like we're going really fast. Like something, yeah. we're we're have a lot of speed i looked over and we're going like 97 down the highway i'm like but i look over i'm like what the fuck are you doing what are you where are we gotta be we have nowhere to be and she's like oh sorry i was just passing somebody i'm like you've been going 97 for like miles what were you in what were you driving 97 (laughs) kia Kia. (laughs) we were in her kia yeah yeah Hey, you fucking psycho. What are you doing? I know. The thing's just... The thing's going to fall apart. Maxed out. Just maxed out. But uh, no, I have... um, My favorite car, I have an 85 Bronco. I love Broncos. Um, I have a new one. New Bronco as well. Got an 88 F-150. I love like mid to late 80s, you know, style. You're a proper Carolina kid, man. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, gosh, what else do I got? What's the wildest shit you've driven... That is not a, you know, I'm saying like a... Like a race car? Right, right. Like that's a street car. Have you ever driven something where you're like, oh my God. Because I'll tell you mine yeah. in a second. I drove... Uh, gosh, what did I drive? I can't really... I can't think of one right now. Tell me yours. I drove, okay, so I've driven... I've been very fortunate to be able to drive, experience a lot of cars. Like, you know, got behind... A ton of Porsches, a good number of Ferraris, good number of McLarens, and and they were press cars. Some of them were press cars, so they were lending them to me for a couple. Yeah, dude. And I thought I was like, you know, what happens is they all start to feel like, oh yeah, this is this one's fast too. Like they kind of all feel similar. Yeah. And then McLaren let me have the seven six five LT for a couple days. Yeah. That was. That's another level, huh? That was the fucking stupidest thing I've ever driven. <laughs> and to the point where I was like, I'm going to die in this for sure. Like, I, I thought I was going to definitely die in it. <laughs> 755 horsepower. But it's go. also light and it's yeah. nimble. And it, it's it's too quick. McLaren was, makes super nice cars, especially, obviously, that one. But it was. Yeah. And the, the, you know, the 720S is more, you see it more. And, yeah. and, and it drives amazing. And it, it's lightning fast. This felt like it was like just levels beyond it yeah. where I was, you know, you're going 70 and you just give it a little bit of throttle and you're like 185. And I was like, yeah. Oh my God. Like it was just terrifying where I wanted to give it back, but also I wanted to keep it. You know yeah. what I mean? Where I was like, this is so dangerous, yeah. but it's so thrilling. It's like a, like a fresh bag of cocaine. You're like, I got, I, I, <laughs> I, I want this, yeah. but I know it's bad for me. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It was that's all that's I mean, I haven't driven anything that nice, you know, as a street car um, or that quick. I'd say I drove th- the craziest thing I ever drove. Well, it, it's it's not a race car. It's a prototype. Ford is coming out with all their electric battery powered stuff. Yes. And they had a project where they made a thousand horsepower um, like Ford Mach-E Mustang uh-huh. thousand four wheel drive yeah. thousand horsepower. And we drove it around, you know, some road course one day. It's the craziest thing I've ever driven. Yeah. Like, not only 1,000 horsepower, but like four-wheel drive. Like, Electric you're going anywhere you want. Yeah. It's so stupid. It was crazy. It was pretty wild. I got into the, um, the t- Porsche makes a Taycan, which is their yeah. electric car. Mm-hmm. So they, ha- they have a Taycan Turbo S, which, of course, that's a, a marketing term. There's no turbos yeah. in an electric car. Yeah. But when I, I was on the track, the guy goes, uh, hey, put your... Put your head, head back, back. Yeah. on the headrest, and I was like, "Huh?" He goes, "You're gonna want to put your head back on there if you're gonna if you're gonna floor it." And I was like, "Oh, okay." And it was like one of those things. He walked away, and I was like, "Whatever." I just didn't listen, <laughs> yeah. and I just floored. It. I went, "Hell!" Like I mean, it was like someone took a, a rope to the back of my head and yanked it. I was like, "Holy shit!" I also don't understand. You know, this evolution of speed has happened 
so quickly. Yeah. And you go, okay, 20 years from now, what? What are we in? What What's the speed going to be then? Because I don't know. These electric ones are getting close to zero to sixty in just over a second. Yeah, the electric stuff is wild to me. Um, you know, and and how fast it's progressed. You know, just yeah. in the last handful of years, even. Um, you know, like you look at, you know, engine cars, and you know, yeah, okay, they've gotten a little bit more efficient. You know, yada yada, but. Shit, you had a car that could go 200 miles an hour, you know, 50 years ago, right? right? You know, and, and they'll go a little faster now, right? Like Bugatti will go like 230 or whatever. But the electric stuff is just crazy how quick it is. And that stuff's just going to keep getting better and better, right? And like but, like the, the, the leaps of, of quickness. Like I remember, it, yeah. you know, if you remember like in, in the 90s, you know, they had like a 911 turbo and they're like, this thing goes zero to 60 and... 5.8 seconds or something. And you're yeah. like, wow, yeah. that's so fast. And then now we're at sub two seconds on cars. Yeah. It's like, it's wild. It almost feels like you should, there's gotta be a point where they go, okay, you have to pass a few tests before you're allowed to take this. There are some cars out there where I'm like, no, not everyone should be able to buy that. Yeah. Well, not everybody, the people who can afford it. Right. right? right. These yeah. two, $3 million cars, like that are so stupid fast. Like, yeah. You shouldn't be, you should have to actually pass like a test. Uh, some type of driving test, right? Thing. Yeah. Like otherwise it's like, it's like some giving someone like, Hey, here's like a, um, a rocket launcher. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah. Like, just press the button. Yeah. See if you like it. Someone who has like, who's like been to the gun range. Yeah. But like you give them an RPG and you're like, yeah. here you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know I've shot, I've shot a 38 before. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know if you really are good. Yeah. I think I think everyone else is not good. Yeah, with you. Yeah, you're going to be fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're going to be just fine, dude. Um, wait, so what's up? I heard. Are you a big Star Wars fan? Yeah, huge, huge Star Wars. Yeah, fan. that's always very exciting to me. What What do you have? What, are you tapping something there? Is that? No. I thought you. Were, I thought you were like this is my Star Wars. Oh no, arm. no, I'm just okay. Sorry. Um, no, no, no. I just I thought you were going to be have, like I have some on my leg tattoos. Star Wars tattoos on my leg. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Did you start in? Like, did you start with A New Hope? Did you start in there? No, so, you know, I was born in 93. So, wow. like, I made my mom take me to the theater to see Phantom Menace okay. in 99. So that's your first one. It's my first one I okay. saw, just kind of the era I grew up in. Sure. Right? So I, I saw one, two, three, and then I saw four, five, six. Okay. Um, just the way it was. How, what did you think of, what's the experience like seeing in that order? Because I don't think I've actually spoken to somebody that sees them in that order. Yeah, so it was, it was obviously different, like, but... No, I didn't mind it one bit. Like, did I, you enjoy the old ones? The like, the yeah, I loved ones? them. Yeah, like Empire is my favorite. Yeah. Um, but like, it's a like Phantom Menace is a close second because it's the first one I ever saw. Sure, it's always going to be. And it was like uh, that's what got me into it. So yeah, it was like, oh, Phantom Menace, you like George or Banks? I'm like, well, I don't really give a shit. But yeah. like, I just liked it because it was the first one I saw. Yeah, that makes sense. So, but yeah, I uh, it was it was definitely weird. I begged my mom to see number one she had no idea what the hell it was like, really like, yeah my parents weren't big they had no clue what it was about but yeah it was uh it was it was pretty cool and then my uncle showed me he was like oh if you like you like star wars movies huh like my mom's brother was she told him like oh, i took him to go see all the star wars We're like all right well i'm gonna go show him the older movies now you know the originals those are so yeah. it was pretty those great are master i mean it's yeah. great storytelling and it's great messages have you been watching yeah. the mandalorian yeah it's fucking phenomenal yeah it's great i i could not it was one of those things I was watching it. I think I started watching it when I was getting out of the hospital a couple of years ago and I was just in bed and I pulled up and I was like, oh, I'll just give it a shot. And I was so yeah. roped into that. I couldn't believe how good it was. Yeah. And uh, I haven't seen a couple episodes of season three yet, but yeah, I think it's, it's fantastic. Right, Cause the new season just like dropped, right? Miss. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't, just, I haven't yeah. jumped into the new season yet. It's kind of hit and miss. Like, you know, yeah. Mandalorian's good. Like yeah. Obi-Wan wasn't very good, I didn't think. Yeah, I was I but. was I don't always watch all these spin-off things, yeah. but this one I I just happened to click on and I was yeah. really impressed with it. Yeah. Really impressed. What were you I, I saw you were, yeah, you went to the hospital for I broke my arm. Yeah, basketball? Yeah, and deal? and leg, yeah. Just and trying leg? to jump, yeah. Just well, trying I, to jump. I uh, I tore my <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I tore my patellar tendon and then I landed on my arm and broke it. Holy shit. Yeah, and it ruined my life. So I got into race car driving after that because it seems more safe. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't think you'll tear those. Yeah, tear a tendon. I mean, I have a Hans device. I'm good, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is all that matters. This the, is everything. You know, yeah. The neck up is like all. That and cares. I can still get on stage. Like, how's everybody doing tonight? 
<laughs> Still do stand up from my chair. Um, all right. Look, I know you got to get going. You got to practice. You're going to go practice? You're going to run? Yeah, here? we got practice here uh, in, a, in a few hours. How many so. laps are you running in practice? Uh, so it's only 50 minutes. Okay. Um, so we'll get, you know, the tracks, it takes like two minutes and 15 seconds to run a lap. So you don't get many laps. So but it's just as you'll do continuous laps? No, we'll, we'll probably go out, do a handful, come in and make a change. Make a change. You know, try to make a car drive better, something like that. So we'll what kind of adjustment is made runs. in a change? Like... To the car? Depends. Yeah, oh, okay. to the car. Um, you know, shock springs, okay. you know, ride heights, kind of lowering or raising the car. Um, and it's a 50-minute cutoff, huh? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So we'll, we'll do the, I mean, we can change the spring in a couple minutes. And usually this, like, we'll have a big plan. We'll have a list of what we want to try, you know, there are two or three changes. So we'll kind of have it, like, queued up. Yeah. Like, hey, we want to try stiffer rear springs. We already have those built, and then you just bolt them on the car when they come in. Okay. So it's faster. Yeah, dude, it is such a thrill to have you here. Yeah, um, thanks for having me. I would love. I'm serious. I don't care when it. Ha I would love to go out there one day with you. That we should definitely so do that. Fun. Yeah, and I will be there Sunday. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. 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 That'd be great. Uh, but yeah, we we'll have to. I'd like to. We'll go driving together. That'd be dude. a lot of fun. Dude, you're gonna be like the best stand up comedian, comedian driver, driver ever. Dude, please make me your project. I will. Okay. <laughs> thanks for having me, man. Thanks for I having had a lot of fun. All right. Thanks, buddy. Bert and Tom, Tom and Bert. One goes topless while the other wears a shirt. Tom tells stories and Bert's the machine. There's not a chance in hell that they'll keep it clean. Here's what we call Two Bears, One Cave. No scripts, a bit of booze, amateur partology. Dirty jokes, raunchy humor, no apologies. Here's what we call Two Bears, One Cave. Thank you.